listening to Do We Like Murder, a segment of the Long Overdue podcast brought to you by the Decatur Public Library in Decatur, Texas. And today you have me, Denise, and Dawn. Hello. And Brandon. Hello. And we're going to be talking about mobsters and stuff for Mobster May. Woohoo! Yay! All month long. I'm very <laughs> excited about this. Of course, I'm excited about all of our Dewey topics. Yes. <laughs> They're just fascinating. So, Brandon's like, why are y'all interested in this? <laughs> and, uh, the, you know, the only explanation I can come up with is it's a mystery to be solved. Mm-hmm. And even when it is solved, it's still very fascinating on how they got there. Yes. Like how they can solve it. And why did it happen in the first place? Mm-hmm. See, everything. A lot of a lot of things go into our interest. Okay, so mobsters, mafia, gangsters. Mm-hmm. Yeah, all of it. All right. There was a difference, right? <laughs> Remember, we looked into it. And we did. There is a difference. The mafia mm-hmm. is more yeah, overarching, isn't it? And then the mafia, what did I just say? The mafia, and then there's mobsters, which are two different things, right? Yeah. So is it mobsters that's overall, and then the mafia is just like small Italian, or was it the other way around? Let's see. Uh, So Google says... Someone who belongs to to such a group is a mobster or a gangster. The term mobster comes from mob, another name for the mafia, which is an Italian organized crime group. So mafia is specifically Italian. Mm -hmm. So mobster could be anybody. Mm -hmm. Coming from the mob, which is also called the mafia. Mm -hmm. So it's the same. Thereabouts, yeah. So it had nothing to do with that. Now I'm confused on what we were talking about before. <laughs> what the difference was between mobster <laughs> yes, and mafia. Because I know we looked up something. Yeah. I do remember that. It's probably on a previous podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so I decided I was going to research this by just doing a quick Google search. Mm-hmm. For mobster ghosts yes. or mafia ghosts. Yes, like because that. May 3rd is Paranormal Day. And we were a little torn about whether or not we wanted to talk about ghosts or about the mob. <laughs> <laughs> so we were we just kind of split the difference. So we're like, we'll talk about both at the same time. <laughs> and hoping that there were mafia ghosts. Yes. And we were not super successful. No, I could find almost nothing. However, I did find a couple things. Oh. So I don't have a lot of information, but I will share with you. The first thing is in Chicago, where Al Capone, Mm -hmm. you know, a lot of the big mobsters were. Um, They have a gangsters and ghost tour. Ooh. Right? (laughs) So I didn't uh, print all the information, but it sounds fantastic. Mm -hmm. And one of the, um, I guess this didn't have anything to do with the mobsters part of it, but there was a fire. Uh, It's not the great fire, but there was a fire in a theater. Mm -hmm. 
and everybody, um, there were over 600 people, something like that, in the theater. They tried to get out. Most of them died. So out in the, um, the alleyway, it's called some really freaky place because there's a lot of ghosts there. Oh. From the fire. From the fire? Yeah. It wasn't set by a mobster or a gangster. It was a light caught fire. So nothing to do with mafia. <laughs> anyway, I now want to go to Chicago. I yes, want to do the to gangsters do and ghost tour. <laughs> so my nephew actually just moved up into that area. So I'm going to have to go visit. And that's what we're going to have to do. <laughs> First on the list. But I also found out that there's a ghost ship. Like in Chicago? Or just no. in general? <laughs> there's somewhere in, in the world a ghost ship. In general. So this mysterious shipwreck appeared near off the coast of California. Oh. And it was actually just in 2017 time frame. And they are doing a documentary on it. Maybe out already. But the ship was supposed to have been used by the mafia. Oh. It was the SS Monte Carlo, an infamous gambling vessel from the 1930s, which sank nearly 80 years ago. Huh. Right? What's fascinating about this is they said that it was actually made out of concrete, not steel. <laughs> I know. A concrete ship. Makes no sense. Mm -mm. Um, okay, sorry. There's just so much information and I'm like, what? what is relevant to this? So the 4,250-ton cruise ship was able to carry 110 path passengers. So this was the Yugoslavian ship that was called the Lyubov or Lova. But that wasn't the right ship. They didn't think, they thought it was that one, but it wasn't. Oh. Because they're like, how did it get over a thousand miles away? Mm-hmm. Uh, but this mafia ship, they would take it out about three miles off the coast. So it was in international waters. Uh -huh. And so, so then they couldn't get caught. Yeah. They didn't get charged for gambling. <laughs> <laughs> or prostitution. Or, or any of the, the enterprises. Right. <laughs> any of that. Um, and so they would they would take people, ferry people out there in boats. Right? Oh. I mean, it's just so fascinating. Um and it used to be a an oil tanker. So, anyway, SS Monte Carlo, infamous gambling vessel. That sank and somehow magically resurfaced and came to shore? So, it says that it was anchored just a few miles off the Coronado Coast. Okay. When a powerful storm set it adrift in 1937. The ship ran aground, was buried by sand, and is prone to re-emerging every so often during high tides. 
but they don't understand. I, I'm very confused on where this all is. Where's Coronado? Where's the Coronado Coast? So it sinks and it comes back up and then it sinks again. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like it just. Yes. And it's a. Yeah. Yeah. It, it had to do with the mafia. Uh huh. And it's a ghost ship. Yeah. It just keeps coming back up. Yeah. <laughs> but they don't say anything about, you know, being on there. Of course, you know, I guess the only people that could go in there would be scuba divers, mm -hmm. right? <laughs> Coronado Coast Street is in Nevada. Is that kind of like <laughs> oceanfront property in Arizona? Yep. <laughs> okay, so it's off of um, in San Diego. Okay. Coronado's coastline offers wide sandy beaches with sparkling sand courtesy of the mineral mica that draws visitors from around the world. All right, so it's a popular place. Which occasionally has a ghost ship. It does. That's cool. It is cool. What do you got? Okay. So I've got a haunted mansion in Staten Island. And as far as I can tell, it's not haunted by any mobsters, gangsters, or the mafia. Mm -hmm. But there was a hit that was done there. So really? I'll tell you a little bit about the haunting, and then I'll tell you a little bit about the, the murder. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So... The mansion is called the Kreischer Mansion. It's in Staten Island. Um, it was built by Balthazar Kreischer. He was a wealthy 19th century brick manufacturer. He built two mansions, exactly the same for his sons, Edward and Charles. Wow. I want a dad like that. Yep. Dad, build me a mansion. <laughs> Sorry. And it was on the top of the hill at 4500 Arthur Kill Road. No way. Yep. It was built in 1885, and it overlooked a neighborhood that was then called Kreischerville. <laughs> in 1886, Balthasar Kreischer died. His large body was transported on a block of ice by horse-drawn carriage to a Brooklyn cemetery. Large body, his large body, <laughs> and I'm like, like how big are we talking here that right. we had to mention it? <laughs> exactly. It must have been significant if they had to mention it. I had to mention it. A few years later, the brick factory burned to the ground, but it was rebuilt. In 1894, Edward Kreischer shot himself in the head at the factory. It was reported that it was due to troubles with his employees. Mm -hmm. uh, his Weeping, distraught wife is said to be one of the ghosts that haunts this mansion. In 1899, Charles retired and passed the passed the build passed the family business out of the family. Okay, and then it eventually closed down. Okay, so let me go back. Charles was the no Edward was the first one. Edward was, yeah. And so he shot himself. He shot himself. And so why is his wife the ghost? She's upset. He did. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so in my research here, it turns out, I believe it was Edward's wife. 
was it Charles's wife? One of them was married twice. Oh no, it was Balthazar. He was he was married twice. So his first wife, Carolyn, died when she was giving birth to Edward. Okay. And then he remarried and married Matilda. Oh, so that's my cat's name. <laughs> I named my cat Matilda after the movie Matilda. Ah, yes. Because she's a little stinker. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. So during World War One, when anything German was like mm-hmm. you can't have can't have that, they changed the neighborhood to Charleston. And pretty much most of the traces of the family disappeared, including large stone tablets at the nearby church that publicly thanked the Kreischers for their work in the community. So it was like they tried to erase history. Yep. And so, but they weren't bad people. It was just that they were from German descent. Yeah, as far as I can tell, it doesn't sound like there was anything that they did anything that. But I don't know. Okay. It doesn't say anywhere that they were bad people. Were bad people. Okay. They could have just been very rich people. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> so. In 1996, the mansion became a restaurant, and patrons would regularly talk about strange things that they would see and hear, Mm -hmm. and they would say that they heard loud banging noises, they would, uh, an unseen force like to slam doors, pictures flew off the walls, cold spots, icy drafts, you know, all that kind of, everything that says it's haunted, and then... Let's see. The restaurant failed and the mansion eventually fell into disrepair until it was purchased in 2000. And it was restored by Ohio developer Isaac Yantovian. Mm-hmm. He bought the mansion, four acre estate for $1.4 million, And he planned to create an active adult community there using the stick style Victorian as a clubhouse. And he secured difficult approvals over the years from the Landmarks Preservation Commission and City Planning to build a 100-unit condominium behind the mansion. So he was going to turn it into this big, like, hotspot. So that was a really good price. Yeah. For that mansion. Mm-hmm. But if it was really in disrepair. Yeah. He had to do a lot of work. Okay. Yep. And he... So that he hired a New Jersey contractor to help refurbish the house. And one of the contractors was a man. It just says his last name was Young. And he introduced his son to Young Tobian. And he wanted to know if the young man could live there. And basically they worked out an arrangement where he was going to be like the caretaker of the property. Okay. He was going to live there rent free. Uh, but he was going to provide security for the property, mow the lawn, doing like basic maintenance, mm-hmm. just basically take care of the property. And so that is how Joseph Young came onto the scene. Okay. So Joseph Young. Him, he lured. So in March 
2005, Joseph Young and a couple of other associates, Lord McKelvey, Robert McKelvey, to meeting him at the the Chrysler Mansion Mm -hmm. in Staten Island. So when he entered, when McKelvey entered the foyer of the mansion, Young stabbed him. McKelvey escaped through the front door and was tackled by Young, who dragged McKelvey to a garden pool in front of the mansion and drowned him. Oh, my gosh. Okay. So following the murder, Young and three associates of the crew dismembered McKelvey's body with hacksaws, burned the remains in the mansion's furnace, and discarded the ashes and bone fragments in the mansion's septic tank system. Okay, let me just stop right there. Why? I mean, did he owe any money or was he just a jerk that they just thought, oh, I think he (laughs) needs to be dead. And then let's drown him and cut him apart and shove him in places. He, Robert McKelvey, uh, says that he, did he owe money? I don't think he owed money. I think he had pissed off the wrong person. Hmm. Young was a hitman for the Bonanno crime family, and he was supposed to be paid $8,000 to provide this hit, and I believe... In 2005? In 2005. That's not very much money. And he was getting agitated because he didn't think he was going to get paid for his work. So, yep, he killed Robert McKelvey for the Bonanno crime family. And he told, he had some, the prosecutors had a recording of him talking about how he was getting a little uh, agitated about, they thought that he, w- he thought he was going to get paid mm-hmm. his money. And he was trying to work out something where it set a one-year deadline for getting paid. And then if he didn't get paid, he told one of his associates that the body count would skyrocket if that deadline passed. Oh. So he started threatening the crime family. Oh. <laughs> Not a smart idea. No. So let's see, Young started with the Bananos. He was assigned to the Staten Island crew, headed up by the Banano sold Banano soldier Gino Galestro through his job as a bouncer at Totenville restaurant Fresca's on the bay. So Fresca's from what I've learned is a known mob restaurant where they go and they hang out and they eat and have a good time. Um, In addition to the McKelvey murder, Young was convicted of the January 2006 arson of a home. I can go into some of the other things that he was charged with here in a little bit. Because it was not just the murder. <laughs> it was a couple of other things that I'm like, okay, he did a lot. Uh, so he was supposed to be paid $8,000 in 2005 to kill uh, Robert McKelvey. Lord M did the, did the murder. Okay, so Young claims that he, he admits to dismembering and incinerating incinerating the corpse. He totally admits to doing that, but he is saying that he did not actually murder him. He just helped with the cutting up and the burning and so on. 
He acknowledged Monday participating in virtually every crime charge of the racketeering indictment, including arson, robbery, assault. Like, he pretty much was like, yeah, I did all that, except <laughs> for killing him. <laughs> like, he denies that he stabbed and drowned Robert McKelvey. And he's just like, it was Michael Sonny Maggio, also a mob soldier, that did the actual killing. They did not believe him. <laughs> I'm like, this dude is like he, burying him himself. Yeah, I, think. I mean, he he admitted to everything but the murder. And he's trying to throw another mobster under the bus for it. Yep, he's trying to say that it was that guy. And then he didn't get paid. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's digging his own grave, I think. Yep. He... Um, he was he tried to be in the Marines, but was discharged after a couple of months or I don't even know if that's what you would call it. Discharged. So uh, he admitted to dressing in Mar- Marine sergeant's dress uniforms for like a traffic court appearance, even though he did not make it all the way through the Marines. Um, this is one of my favorite parts. The prosecutor saved the best question for last. What did you list your occupation as on your MySpace page? <laughs> And he responded with, uh, death. <laughs> what? <laughs> no way. I'm like, did he get a lot of responses on that one? <laughs> Who knows? It was He's got it lots was of friends. Space. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but so, yeah, the mansion is said to be haunted by all kinds of things. Like people say they see a little boy, um, the crying woman in the Victorian Mm-hmm. gear and all that it's just a very haunted place and then this guy committed a murder there and there was a German cook who was murdered in the kitchen who still haunts the halls clanging his pots and pans some claim that children who'd been locked in the closet for being bad are heard scratching to get out Ooh. Oh. that would not be rats <laughs> no also, some of the historic wallpaper is made of incised leather. What? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. That sounds creepy. So this is Joe Young, and that's the that's the mansion. It looks very. It looks very nice. Yeah. Just laid In, back and chill. In 2019, Rick Rispaldi, who was a longtime concert promoter, mm-hmm. like was throwing rock concerts and all different kinds of events at that mansion. Mm-hmm. And um, he says that one day when planning a 2019 concert series, Rispaldi said he and his assistant walked into the mansion and they immediately heard what sounded like a woman crying. They heard doors slamming, a woman crying on the second floor, and then they heard what sounded like a child's footsteps. And he was, to quote him, I thought, well, I guess I'm leaving. Said <laughs> Um Yeah, so he was like, whoop, guess I am out. So this concert could not have, it had to have been outside because that building, that house is not big enough. Mm-hmm. Did they build the condo? 
No. He eventually, what was his name? Yamtovian. Uh-huh. Um, because of all the like special permits he had to get from the historic society and the city mm. planning and all that. It just kind of fizzled out. And I don't know if he ran out of money or if he was just like, I don't, this is too much, yeah. too much work. And so it's just been kind of sitting there. But it sounds like he does like rent it out for events and stuff like that. But the condos never got got built, which they would probably would have been haunted too. They must. Yes, I agree. Because you're putting it where like the mansion that burnt down. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> probably. So one of the accounts was in 2018, they did a haunted hayride. Okay. It's a haunted house, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, around Halloween. Mm-hmm. And that someone driving the tractor said that there was a little boy running around. The driver said, someone has to tell the, the boy to move. He's going to get hurt. Mm-hmm. And uh, Carla Gayor, who was working the event, was on the back of back end of the hayride and part of the act was her getting pulled off the hayride and so every time and the actor would pull her off she saw a young boy running around Mm -hmm. they thought it was the son of one of the actresses but she didn't bring her kid that day because later on they were like you need to tell your kid to (laughs) you know he's gonna get hurt (laughs) and she was like uh my kid (laughs) help my kid Uh Uh, multiple reports over the years of people seeing a young boy he is believed to be one of Balthasar's children, Henry Kreischer, the son of Carolyn and Balthasar, who died at the age of six. Oh. And the boy may also be one of Balthasar's children born to his second wife, Matilda, whom he married after Carolyn died. And the pair had two children, both of whom died young, according to published reports. So it's probably one of Balthazar's kids. They don't know which one because they all seem to have died really young, which I think at that time period was not all that uncommon. Right. Still sad. Um, So let me just say that right now Denise is saying this all like this is what happened. But I don't think that Denise believes in ghosts. (laughs) (laughs) Not really. No. (laughs) But yeah. So then Yom Tovian hired... Joseph Young here. Um, at some point, he tried to get Joseph Young to leave because mm-hmm. he was like, he's not actually paying it like paying attention to the like the one job I gave him. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so he wanted him to leave. He wouldn't leave, but then I guess that got all taken care of anyway <laughs> when he was, you know, convicted of murder. Right. But so that would have been kind of scary, trying to get rid of somebody like that. Yeah, but I guess if you didn't know that he, he was yeah psycho. Yeah, and um, Young told him that you know he was a Marine vet and so on, mm-hmm. and so when he tried to get him to leave, he wouldn't leave. Uh, Young Tobian called his dad, who was the one that first reached out to him about his son being the caretaker, mm-hmm. and he was like, "Well, he doesn't have anywhere to go," so he was just uh, like, "Dad, yeah." <laughs> 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 then that's your problem. Yes, uh, not mine. Yeah. Um, Dr. Oz did a show where he took a psychic medium to the mansion. No way. Mm-hmm. Kind of what happened. 
She walked in, claimed she'd never heard anything about this mansion before, mm-hmm. ever. And so she immediately started describing the murder. Like, she came in and she was like, oh, someone died here. And he was dragged and stabbed. <laughs> I was like, someone really wanted him to die. He didn't want to die. And I'm like, <laughs> you, you think he didn't want to die? Cool. But yeah, Dr. Oz did a show. He went. I'm sure it's out there somewhere on the internet. Might have to search that <laughs> to, out. To find it. <laughs> I mean, I'm very curious what Dr. Oz has to say about this. That doesn't seem to be up his alley. Well, apparently they did like a whole little series where he took, I guess, the same medium to different haunted places. Yeah. So, yes, it seems odd, doesn't it? It does. <laughs> it's just like, okay. Uh, let's see. So, Yum Tovian bought the state for 1.4 million he wanted to so he succeeded in restoring the mansion itself but delays in obtaining permits coupled with an unstable market led him to make the difficult decision to abandon the larger project and put the house and property on the market in 2012 for 11.5 million that's a good he had one potential buyer whose offer he rejected in 2016, Yom Tovian put the mansion up for sale again, this time for $9.5 million. The home listing at the time further described the mansion as having a 4,500 square feet of living space with seven bedrooms, three baths, and a formal dining room and basement. Where, you know, they tried to burn some guy body yeah. parts in the furnace. I don't know if I could do that. I'm like, okay, maybe it's a good deal. I would never go in the basement. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Most recently, the home was used as a recording studio. In addition, several videos were shot in the mansion by deer, like the animal, D-E-E-R. Yeah. I'm being very specific about that because it's Deer God Productions. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so. Okay. Um, Raspoli, who was the concert uh, organizer. Mm-hmm said that several recordings that were made at the house mysteriously were erased after they were made. Mysteriously. What was on those recordings? (laughs) No, they just forgot to hit record. (laughs) I think someone (laughs) was like, I'm going to save. Oops. Well, it was a ghost. (laughs) The ghost did it. (laughs) Not me. Uh, Over the years, the mansion has been used by filmmakers and television producers so you can see parts of it in the pilot for HBO's Boardwalk Empire. Let's see. Uh, the television show Gotham shot scenes there, as well as Ghost Hunters, of course. And most recently, Paranormal Lockdown filmed an episode there. Rispaldi is now renting out the space for an upcoming concert series. Uh, the home is available for day rentals for filming. Television shows, videos, other uses. Uh, if you want information about renting the mansion, contact Rick Riss Productions at gmail.com. <laughs> <laughs> but. Yeah, I mean, I guess the only thing we would do is, you know, can we do a podcast there and see what <laughs> kind of goes See if come. we get any, any sounds. Yeah. So during Young's trial... Uh, his defense attorney in his opening statement 
He admitted his client was a bad man, but insisted he had nothing to do with the McKelvey's murder. He committed crimes, and some of them were intended, indeed, violent crimes. He is not a murderer. <laughs> In a bizarre twist, prosecutors showed a trailer made by a budding Long Island filmmaker for a film about the crew called Neighborhood Boys. In it, Young and the other three guys were filmed in and around the house discussing a mob hit and how to dispose of the body. <laughs> what? <laughs> and I'm like, and you're still sitting here saying you, you didn't you didn't kill him? Okay. So they were being filmed they and they didn't filmed? know it? I have no idea if they knew it or not. I kept trying to find neighborhood boys and could find nothing about it. That that's just stupid. Who's the who's the guy that just did that recently? I wish I could remember names better. He's the one who killed his wife and then he went down to Florida and killed some people and went to California. Mm. killed his oh you know who it is it was the one who they decided to do a documentary on him and he confessed in the mirror and they were listening oh yeah 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 Robert Durst yes <laughs> okay <laughs> see same thing yes Robert Durst recently died did he die yeah okay. I was wondering why suddenly like there was more specials about him coming on like uh -huh. do we not all do we all not all already know about Robert Durst and all the weirdness he did? And it's like, oh, he died. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> I guess that makes sense. <laughs> but yeah. That's very interesting. Yeah. I, I want to know more about this film. Uh-huh. Which they did not say who filmed it. Just a Long Island filmmaker. It was called Neighborhood Boys. Could find mm. nothing about it. That is really weird. Yeah. Because usually you can find anything. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yep. Well, and I want to know more about this mob family. <laughs> the Bananos? Because, I mean, they're still alive and well mm -hmm. in, in 2005. Yep. So that wasn't that long ago. Mm-mm. Did they say where that family is from? I'm going to guess New Jersey. Staten Island, okay. New York somewhere. So let's see. Where's my, is this it? No. So he had, so I told you that there was other crimes that he had been. Mm -hmm. Where's my FBI article? There it is. Okay. So Young, in addition to the murder, was sentenced for his convictions of the following additional crimes of violence or racketeering. The summer 2005, attempted arson of a vehicle whose owner had crossed Galestro. So this guy made someone upset and Young went and burned up his car. September 2005, gunpoint robbery of the Pine Tree Holistic Center, an illegal massage parlor in Springfield, New Jersey, where Young's girlfriend worked. October 20th, 2005, gunpoint extortion of an individual who owed tribute money to the crew. January, January 27th, 2006, arson of a home in Staten Island while the residents were asleep inside. When a, one of them suffered a near-fatal heart attack attempting to fight the fire. Mm. 
Autumn, 2005, conspiracy to rob a pizza parlor in Karam, New York, at gunpoint. May 12, 2005, assault in aid of racketeering of a mechanic who was a business rival of other mechanics connected to the crew. Young and another member of the crew assaulted the mechanic at his place of business with a police-issued baton and a crowbar, breaking the victim's kneecap and causing other serious injuries. Dang. July 1, 2005, come point carjacking of a BMW at the Menlo Mall in Woodbridge, New Jersey. And the summer of 2005, illegal purchases of two firearms, the obliteration of the gun serial numbers, and the illegal transportation of the guns from Pennsylvania to New York. So all those were included with his murder charge. Why would you hold up a pizza place? Give me all your pizza. (laughs) (laughs) Give me the hundred bucks that's in your (laughs) register. (laughs) That's really, really interesting. Well, I'm guessing that it was probably more of a message than he needed some quick cash. Right. Go in, rob the place. And then someone gives him a little call later and says, see what happens when you don't pay me to protect your place. Mm-hmm. So. It just fascinates me that that still goes on. Mm-hmm. I mean, yes, we read about it in the 30s and all that, but it still goes on. Okay, so we are recording from Decatur, Georgia. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so if I say Scarface, what do y'all think of? Al Pacino. Uh, I think of a guy shoving his face into cocaine. In Al Pacino. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so I did not know, but that was um, Al Capone's nickname. Oh, well, that makes sense. Because the first, so the Al Pacino version of Scarface is actually a remake of a 1930s film. Mm. So that makes a lot more sense now. Yeah. So, uh, okay, I'm, I'm really glad that y'all didn't know that because I'm like, oh. <laughs> it's probably something everybody else knows, but I didn't know. Because um, I knew that there was the Scarface movie. But he had actually said some derogatory things to somebody's girlfriend, and they slashed him with a knife. So that's why they call him Scarface. Wow. Or they called him Scarface in oh. the past. Uh, and when he went to Alcatraz... It was newly built. Oh. <laughs> right? I <laughs> <laughs> thought that was interesting, too. And I've heard that there are ghosts out there. I'm sure there are. But Al Capone died in Florida, so he's not one of them. At least that's what this article said. And it was from Britannica. Just saying. <laughs> <laughs> so ghosts are, like, geographically bound to where they die? Is this a belief of yours? It's a, I think it's a common. It's a common belief. belief. Yes, that's mm. a common belief. Oh, okay, okay. I don't think that they they travel, unless they are with an object. Yeah, you can have haunted mm, objects. Haunted objects, okay. Yeah. But also, ghosts can become attached to you and follow you, so there's that too. So there isn't like uh, the haunting of the greater part of North America. <laughs> I think no, it's not soon. by one. <laughs> Ghost. I think it's up to the ghost. That would be kind of interesting, wouldn't it? You're over there in Texas, and you're just like, "Oh, there's Jesse again, moving the, 
<laughs> and then you're in Washington. He's like, oh, Jesse moving to Texas. Oh, he's always over here, too. <laughs> you know, if he's attached to you, he's going to go wherever you are. All right. Do you all know what syphilis is? Mm-hmm. I, yeah, I believe so. Okay. I don't know the details of it. And I got to say, I, I all I know is that it should go crazy, I think. The sexually transmitted disease. Yes, yeah. sexually transmitted. Okay, so I learned about this mainly when we, we did a tour. Uh, we were traveling in Italy, and they were talking about this one island where a lot of people were dying, and there was a syphilis um, like outbreak. outbreak, yeah. And then they were saying that it was because of, um, I don't know, more prostitutes and, mm-hmm. and that kind of stuff. And it's like, well, dang. But that's what... Al Capone had. Um, so he was in Alcatraz. Mm-hmm. And then they released him to the Baltimore Hospital, which is really weird. Baltimore Hospital? Mm-hmm. It's across the country from Alcatraz. Yeah. Why would they do that? Maybe that's where his family had relocated. Why would they be so generous to. Was he, was he dying? Well, so he was released from Alcatraz and entered the hospital, and then it said later he retired to his Florida estate. They didn't even put him back. Uh, And then they said that's where he died of cardiac arrest in 1947. Hmm. A powerless recluse. Hmm. Yeah. Anyway, no ghosts. I just thought we're talking about mobsters. We have to have Al Capone in there. Yeah. So, yes. Well, so syphilis can easily be cured with penicillin, I believe. If you don't get it treated, then it basically starts eating up your brain. Yeah, that's the part that it's like you go crazy. Yeah. So I'm wondering if they thought that that's what was happening to him. That syphilis was on his way out. Mm -hmm. They gave him a shot of penicillin. He was good to go. Huh. Well, so let's see. He was transferred to the Alcatraz prison in 1934. He was in the Atlanta penitentiary in 32. But it was November 39 when he was released to the hospital, and then he died in 47. That's a long time. Mm -hmm. But he was loose. Well, did he serve his time? Because he was, wasn't he arrested for, like, tax evasion? Well, maybe. And not for any, yes. anything else that he actually, like, all the other stuff he did. I'm sure he avoided paying taxes as well. <laughs> I'm sure that was a legit charge. <laughs> but right. Well, see, he was, he was found guilty of 23 charges. 23 counts, it says. But, yes, it was tax evasion. 22 counts of federal income tax evasion. So, what was the th- the last count? Four. Anyway, eleven mm-hmm. years, and fifty thousand dollars in fines. That wasn't eleven years. Mm-mm. I don't know if back then it was like it is now. Half your half your sentence Parole. done for good behavior, and yeah. Yeah, time works differently back then. Eleven years is like two years. Yeah, for us, eleven years is like forty. <laughs> so it's it's getting weird now. I'm 
time has no meaning. I don't know <laughs> why we keep saying. bringing it up. <laughs> that sounds very paranormal-ish. <laughs> okay. I don't know. Yeah. He got off way sooner than he should have gotten off. Yes. They let him out of Alcatraz. Nobody ever left Alcatraz. From what I understand. Yeah. I'm going to have to do some more research on Al Capone. I was hoping he'd be a ghost somewhere. Yeah. Maybe in, in Florida. Yeah. <laughs> He's haunting his estate there. I thought he was still in jail when he died. I'm clueless. I had no idea. Yeah. I had yeah. no idea what, what happened to so him. So I was hoping he was haunting some kind of jail, but no. No, nah, just some resort in Florida. Right. Mm-hmm. However, they do ghost tours of prisons. Mm-hmm. Remember, we talked about that earlier yeah. this year because... Because y'all want to do that? That's well, I went to the prison in Montana tour, um, the Montana State Prison, and mm-hmm. we were talking about doing it. My son was like, no way, I'm not doing it. <laughs> and I'm like, well, I'm not doing it by myself. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, there was a little bit of talk. I wouldn't have done it. <laughs> uh, and then I found out there was some other one that was... Mm-hmm. had ghost tours maybe it was Huntsville maybe Huntsville I don't remember where it was anyway it's a thing I there's got to be monsters in prison somewhere that died yeah. and th- they're haunting something yeah hmm. it's my I mean there has to be <laughs> <laughs> Denise over here who doesn't believe in ghosts there cannot possibly be like nothing out there where someone doesn't think that this piece of property is being haunted by <laughs> a monster. Right? Like I mean, somewhere. I... Somewhere. Exactly. I'm so astonished <laughs> that I typed in mobster ghost and came up with nothing. <laughs> <I'm> like, <laughs> what? <laughs> Maybe we need to expand from Google. Google has failed us. I'm not sure where we're going to go from here, though. Um, yeah. Duck, duck, go. <laughs> All right, you ready to wrap this up for today? Yes, because that's all I got. Okay. All right, you've been listening to Do We Like Murder, a segment of the Long Overdue Podcast. Coming at you from the Decatur Public Library in Decatur, Texas. (laughs) (laughs) And we'll be back later with more Mobster May. You bet. Bye. 